I, but I never really, really got deep in the weeds with with music until I saw the Beatles, and I thought, my God, <laughs> that's what I want to do. <laughs> Let's peek inside the mind of a boomer. This is Boomer Randomness, a podcast dedicated to the baby boom generation with random observations about boomer life from boomers, including topics like music, movies, memories, marriage and divorce, retirement, bucket lists, kids and grandkids, travel, medical crap that old people talk about, and a whole lot more. Here is your boomer host, Bernie Lucas. This is part two of my conversation with Dudley Connell and Sally Love Connell, retirees with ongoing music passions. Dudley's been a singer and guitarist with the D.C.-based but widely well-known bluegrass group Seldom Seen. He was a music archivist with Library of Congress for many years, played music parallel with that, and now in retirement, continues a busy music schedule with Seldom Seen. His wife, Sally, retired this year after a career with the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History, including directing the Insect Zoo, and appeared several times as the Bug Lady on the Johnny Carson and David Letterman shows in the 1980s. She's also a singer and musician. Sally and Dudley are great examples of boomers who have been able to integrate passions during their working life and now in retirement. Oh, the hard times we've had, they don't look so bad through the bottom of the glass. Well, uh, I'm thinking just, you know, since this is all about boomer stuff and we're all boomers in this room, (laughs) like it or not, um, childhood dreams that you had, either with respect to, you know, or just anything, you know, let me start with you, Sally, just anything like maybe what you might, in in your childhood, did you picture what you might want to do when you grew up or did any of that pan out? Uh, You know, I'm... I, when I was a kid, I loved bugs. And I, <laughs> I, you know, was an outdoor kid. I was a tomboy. I liked doing that. When I was in high school, I had the absolute privilege of being able to live overseas with my dad, who was in the service. And we started in, in Italy and then ended up in, in Wiesbaden, Germany. And, I, and at that point, it, music was like a saving grace. And playing music with friends was everything because there was no television. <laughs> yeah. Um, we could not, you know, only uh, some of us had a car to drive. But we, you know, we just sort of found we found each other and would just spend hours and hours and hours singing, playing, doing whatever. You know, I played flute. I, you know, tried mandolin. I was trying, you know, everything. But just playing with friends was the major Entertainment and the major way of passing time, and that was a total passion. But I never thought that it it would you know be a a job. Yeah, yeah. So I I went back and studied. You know, went back to school. Went back to school. Studied bugs, and that became a job. Yeah, right. And that's sort of a passion. Yeah, you know, because you liked the bugs. Mm -hmm. Dudley, how about you? Well, I think my. Big moment was seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> wow! Yeah, and and it, it, you know, I always liked music, and music was always around my house. My dad played banjo, and my mother sang like uh, old old mountain ballads. She's from she was from West Virginia, I, but I never really really got 
deep in the weeds with with music until I saw the Beatles, and I thought, my God, <laughs> that's what I want to do. <laughs> Try to see it my way. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go? But I had this, you know, bluegrass uh, early country background through my parents. So, you know, I went through, you know, I listened to when I was a kid, well, a young teen, you know, I listened to blues music a lot, but not not real blues. It, well, it was real blues, but I listened to like Cream and Led Zeppelin and yeah. and Johnny Winter and people like that. And I, for a short time, I played I played drums in a rock band that, that sort of was heavy into the blues, that blues trio sort of thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, you know, I'd lost interest in rock and roll. Probably sometime in the late seventies, because I didn't really like disco, and I didn't know I didn't like where rock went. So I just kind of fell back into the what I'd heard as a kid, mm-hmm. and and I liked the really really raw traditional stuff, and I feel I still do, and I feel the same way about country music. If I if I want to listen to country. I want to listen to Hank Williams and Ray Price and George Jones and people like that. That's that's where my passion is. Yeah. And with bluegrass, it was more like Bill Monroe, the Stanley Brothers, Flat and Scruggs, and yeah. groups like that. And um, that was the that's actually what started the Johnson Mountain Boys. And it was, it was kind of crazy to think about finding five guys mm-hmm. in Montgomery County, Maryland, mm-hmm. that all like that old hillbilly stuff. You uh-huh. know, and I, when I say hillbilly, I mean no disrespect. I mean it yeah. with respect. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so I got to, I really got to follow my dream as a kid, you know, to, to become a professional musician, which was not my goal, but it'd be, you know, it was either... It was either play music professionally or get fired from the school board because because <laughs> I I was you know late took off a lot of days because we'd started playing festivals and things like that we actually had to travel to and yeah I you know I every now and again I run into one of my old school board friends and said you know Dudley you'd be retired now if you'd stick with the school board <laughs> and, and it's and it's kind of it is kind of tongue in cheek because they you know they they know that I've had a quite a big life because of the music business and it's yeah. taken me all over the world oh and yeah so no yeah. regrets no yeah. regrets although i love those guys yeah <laughs> yeah those and they come to they still come to shows yeah, yeah. every oh, yeah. now and again oh yeah that's great mm-hmm. well, that's the uh, maybe the cool thing in 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 some boomer lives is that you know, we have been able to at some in some way live out our dreams yeah or and in some cases have to wait for retirement really to do mm-hmm. it but right mm-hmm. Bernie, not to turn the table, but when you were a kid, what did you want to be in the radio business? I wanted to be a DJ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was, I mean, I first discovered radio sort of around age six or seven. It's like I was so fascinated. It was like, what do those guys do? Yeah. You know, and um, and then somewhere closer to high school, I just had a real big interest in it. And it turned out my dad worked uh, the building next door to where he worked had a radio station the one he listened to and it was like uh. maybe the first radio station ever in New Orleans and um, and it turned out you could go up the elevator walk out and sit on a chair and watch the DJ wow and he realized that and he kind of surprised me one day and brought me there 
And it's like I started become a, becoming a regular radio groupie. I was probably a very annoying little 13-year-old. So they invited you into the booth. It, they, they did eventually. It's oh, like, that's you know, really what are you cool. doing up here? We see you all the time. What yeah. do you, you know, and it just I was curious about it, you know, and this DJ said, well, here, read something. And he hands me this sheet of paper. Uh. And, and I started at the top. It said, please plug once an hour. <laughs> and then everybody laughed. Yep, he did. It was, yeah, he loved it. It was a, some announce, it was a public service announcement about some charity thing. But it said, please plug every hour. And I read that part. But, um, but I, I waited. My dad was a very, very cautious kind of guy. And he, he wanted to, you know, encourage my dream but he also wanted to encourage the practical side of making a living yeah and um and every piece of advice i ever got from those early djs i met was that you don't want to do this you can't make a living it's not secure there's too much competition blah blah yeah, yeah. and um but you know but yeah eventually i figured well somebody's got to have those jobs mm-hmm. well, you know so why don't i try right but you know i i took a whole different path for a long time and i didn't i didn't start my radio career till i was 24 hmm you know, but, you know, following his advice, you know, had that backup career, Yeah, you know, and some of those marketing classes paid off at uh, some point in my radio career, but it's yeah, there you go. boring compared to just, you know, yeah, being but on the Yeah, it's useful air. knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was. He was right. I don't think he liked that I changed my major four times. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, were, you were finding yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Boomer randomness. I'm Bernie Lucas talking with Dudley Connell and Sally Love Connell, retirees with ongoing music passions. Any bucket lists? Still. Still. Or any that you had that you've, you know, done? You know, I'd I'd like to continue playing music as long Mm -hmm. as I'm physically able to do the job. Mm -hmm. Because I, although as I've aged going back to the boomer thing as i've aged i find the travel to be a little bit more difficult than it was when i was 20 years old right right and and but you know i mean we've gone from sleeping five to a hotel room when in the early days of the music to having our own space and it's one (laughs) of the reasons i think that the seldom seen that has, has survived 28 years without a without a replacement in the band. Yeah, Ex- with, with exception of Ben, who 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 retired yeah, a number yeah. of years ago, decade ago, probably yeah. now. Yeah, time flies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, but you, yeah, you, oh. did, you didn't you didn't travel to, in the same car. You don't sleep in the same room. Right. Everyone gets there. Everyone makes the same amount of money. Right. And no matter what. And if you want to stay at the Hilton, you stay at the Hilton. You want to stay at the Motel 6, you stay at the Motel 6. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So, yeah, as far as a bucket list, though, I don't know. You know, I'd, as, as long as I can do this music thing, and, and I also, I'd, despite just complaining about the travel, <laughs> I do like the travel. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Sally and I are going to go to uh, Ireland and Italy in October. In October. So I, I, nice. I like I like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I and like, you're going to travel without a guitar. Yes. Which is oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to carry it on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You guys, uh, I remember from your Facebook, you guys went to Italy a few years ago. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rented one of those little cars smaller than this room. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking of standard transmission, yeah. I got to drive a standard yeah. transmission. Which is good uh-huh. because the streets are this narrow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, is retirement what you expected so far? Um, yeah, no. I was actually kind of apprehensive about the whole retirement thing. 
before pandemic. Yeah. And then once the pandemic hit and I wasn't going in and commuting an hour, hour and a half each way into work. And I was going down from the bedroom to the dining room table. And we were still able to accomplish our projects, do our jobs, have meetings, you know, write, do whatever we needed to do. It's like, this is sweet. Uh This is really, really nice. Maybe, maybe I could do retirement. And, and I still was a little apprehensive when it actually came, but uh, we're both discovering that there's still not enough time in the day to do everything we want. Yeah. And it's just like, what happened? Well, first of all, we got a COVID dog. Yeah. He yeah. needs to be walked three times a day. Yeah, we have one and he's a, sitting right next to me. Yeah, too. Right? <laughs> yes, you and, do. And she's chewing away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Woody, Woody is a bigger dog and needs to go out and be exercised. Yeah. So, you know, that, that takes up a good, you know, that breaks up our day pretty well. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's better. It, retirement is better yeah. than I thought it would be. You know, and just knowing that we're going to be okay. You know, we, we you found financially. A, financially, we found a great financial advisor early on who specializes in federal employee retirement system. Yeah. And he, it's, it's, it was a godsend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we don't know anything. We don't know what I'm not going to know what I'm doing. And, and no. to be completely honest, not terribly interested. Yeah, yeah, Tell really. me what I need to do yeah, next. Yeah, it's like exactly. you talk about things like my eyes would glaze over. It's like, uh, yeah, just tell yeah. me what to do. Yeah, you play guitar and sing, and yeah. you know they can they can handle the money, and if yeah. you trust them, they'll handle it well, and apparently yeah. they have. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same. I kind of feel the same as Sally. Is is I also. I'm I'm pretty conservative when it comes to finances, and it scared me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But things seem to be working out okay, and and uh, yeah. and retirement is absolutely not overrated. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's a it's a great and we, time and we, of life. We, we yeah. celebrate it every day. It's yeah. like this is the best life. Yeah, this is yeah. the best. Life, you know, ever. and it, Sally, and, and not to interrupt you, but it, the, it's the simple things. It's like sitting down at lunchtime and reading the paper and discussing articles we're reading and, mm-hmm. and eating lunch. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just time that we never had that kind of time together. Other before. than it, sitting in traffic, yeah, well, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, there, yeah. Well, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. a little bit more stressful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised, you know, it's a, a little over a year for me now, and I'm only mm. just now getting used to not having to get up and go somewhere and, mm-hmm. you know, deadlines and stress mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I, mm-hmm. But yet busier than I ever thought I'd be. Yeah. Me too. In, you know, but, not but, having yeah, a job. To let go of that stress and that anxiety does so much. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. You know, it despite... You know the 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 physical stuff that's bound to happen. You know oh, the yeah, aches yeah. and the pains and things like that. I've never been happier in my life. I mean, it, there's. I just. I feel like the quality of my life is mm-hmm. so much better mm-hmm. than it was before. Yeah. Pre-retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And you know, and it's you've accomplished a lot. I've accomplished a lot. It's like yeah, okay, we've 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 done stuff. Now let's just yeah do. Do what we want to do. Yeah, excellent. Well, that's a good way to wrap this up. Any any other uh, any other thoughts on retirement or music or anything else? Wine, 
we're, si- <laughs> we're, we're sipping wine. We all, sipping we all wine. met yeah. each other at, at uh, various wine bars. Well, one specific that yeah. doesn't exist anymore, right. but, uh, but we still go to its successor in that same right. hollowed space. Uh, right, right. You know, you know I, still, I still think about all the people. Uh, can I say yeah, that name? Yeah, yeah. All, all the people that I met at the, at the wine harvest that uh-huh. the Meyerwitzes mm-hmm. owned for yeah, many Ga- years. Gaithersburg, Maryland. Yeah, uh-huh. in Gaithersburg, Maryland. And, and, you know, made lasting friendships, real mm-hmm. friendships with mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, and it wasn't just about the wine. It was about the camaraderie and the friendships. Right. That, yeah. was the, that was the real deal. You know? and, and I think, you know, it was such a, a sort of a, a pioneer in this pioneer neighborhood of the Kentlands. Yeah. And there weren't a whole lot of places for people to gather in the very beginning. And that was one of the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that sort of really created a community. And it was never a pickup bar. It was just a community place. You could feel safe. You could go in mm-hmm. as a woman alone and not feel like you've got to be like on guard all the time. Right. right. These were just friends and people. It's very relaxed, and it's a wonderful way to create that community and and, yeah. cre- and find new friends. Yeah. It was it was it was our version of Cheers. It exactly. Was. <laughs> it was. Exactly. And I was a latecomer compared to you guys. Yes. But, yes, but, you were. Yeah, but I'm when I moved into this neighborhood um, t- uh, 12, 11 years ago. Um, you know, I, I specifically, I was aware of, I had a friend that, that lived in, lived around here. And so I knew some of the places and I, I was determined I was going to find my cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I tried one other place I thought it was going to be and it wasn't. And then I ended up going there. To, Do you remember to, what, what it was? Not Your Average Joe's. Oh, yeah. yeah which is closed now also. Right. <laughs> <But> <laughs> did you and Jennifer meet at the wine harbor? We did, yes. I think, yeah. Uh, we did, yeah. and and mm-hmm. you say it's not a pickup bar, and it isn't. And neither one of us are, you know, <laughs> go to bars to pick up people, kind of people. But you meet people. Exactly. How are you meet people. Yeah. yeah, and a mutual friend of ours introduced us, and nice. You know, now all these years later, you know, we're getting married. You yeah, know, finally. That's, yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, a sweet story. That's a mm-hmm. that's a true. That's and I've we've seen it with other people yeah. too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Many thanks to Dudley Connell and Sally Love Connell for their stories and inspiration to retired or soon-to-be-retired boomers. I'm Bernie Lucas, thanking you for visiting my Boomer Randomness podcast. Look for new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays, and please tell your friends to look for us wherever you find podcasts. Here's what's coming up on Boomer Randomness. Car popularity exploded at about the same time that boomers came of age. Guys were especially crazy about what came to be known as muscle cars. Coming soon, probably in the next episode, a detailed dive into muscle cars of the mid-60s to the mid-70s. If you had one or wanted one, this episode's for you. Also planned over the next few weeks, Boomer Dating, Woodstock, which I should have done a few weeks ago, and a look at a couple of specific years. Learn more about Boomer Life and sign up for episode updates at boomerrandomness.com. And check us out on the Boomer Randomness Facebook. Okay, Boomer, thanks for listening. And tell everyone you know about Boomer Randomness.